CBS Sports Radio presents Eye on Fantasy Football. Cardinals trying to put the Buccaneers away once and for all. First and goal on the one. Palmer takes. Hand off Peterson running right. And Peterson is in for the touchdown. His second of the day. Deshaun fakes the gift. Throws to the end zone. Caught DeAndre Hopkins. Touchdown Houston. Watson to Hopkins for six. And the Texans are pouring it on. Hill resets near sideline. Has one of two receivers to that side. Here's Ingram. Second and third effort to the line. And in for the touchdown. Three tight ends and a bunch set to the right. Snap on second down and 11. Back to throw on the pitch to Cohen. Into the end zone. Blast it to Zach Miller. Right corner of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Give it to Henry. He turns the corner. He's got the first down. Henry down the side. Here are your hosts, Jamie Eisenberg and Heath Cummings. It's time for Ion Fantasy Football. It's week number seven, and we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. I'm joined by Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy analysts here at CBS Sports. And we are going to help you win your fantasy leagues in week number seven. Heath, this feels a little bit like a redemption kind of week. We already had the game on Thursday night where Amari Cooper and Derek Carr, they've been disappointments. They come out and they play well. Even Tyreek Hill, he comes out and has a good game after struggling for a few weeks. And then we come into Sunday, going into tomorrow, even into Monday, and we have some guys that have been, well, disappointments. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, they feel like they're set up for big games. LaShawn McCoy, Jay Ajayi, they feel like they're set up for big games. I think maybe even Jimmy Graham, you know, getting that Giants matchup set up for a big game. And maybe we get some surprises along the way. Do you feel kind of the same way about this week? Well, we nailed that Amari Cooper pick already. <laughs> That's so right. I, I feel like since you're saying this now, maybe we just ruined it, unfortunately. I, but guys like Doug Baldwin, even. There's, there's yep, so many players that have actually had decent years to start the year and just haven't had the touchdown production, right. Pierre Garcon. So, yes, absolutely. That's what Week 7 – if nothing else, it feels like it hasn't happened yet. It's going to happen this week. The reason I, I feel like I think it, it will happen is we've we've kind of gotten examples of this. A.J. Green complaining, and he goes out and he has a big game after they change the coordinator. Antonio Brown has the fit on the sideline. He goes out and he has the big game. Uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, talking with his coach, and he finally gets the ball – has a big game. And and I think we're going to see that with Julio Jones, which should lend itself to Matt Ryan playing well. Matchups sort of play into this, which is why, you know, I, I throw out, you know, Jimmy Graham. And we may get some surprises, and I, and I think that's usually the nature of what we talk about here with, uh, with any fantasy football conversation. And two guys in particular, mostly due to injury, and I think it's going to be very popular uh, going into Sunday, is the situation in Jacksonville and the situation in Tennessee. Now, everybody at this point owns Derrick Henry. So we have DeMarco Murray banged up, dealing with this hamstring injury. I think it's a very easy one. Murray's out. Henry's in. Yep. You know, he's had a good track record when he's got a lot of work. The situation in Jacksonville, though, is a little bit different because Leonard Fournette's banged up. He's dealing with that ankle injury. Game time decision. One of the biggest injuries we're going to follow Sunday, and you could listen to us again Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports Radio with Fantasy Football Today. If Leonard Fournette is out, Chris Ivory will be the starter. Do you have confidence in Chris Ivory as a starting fantasy option? 
I think normally you look at this situation and it's like, well, I don't have faith in Chris Ivory's. I don't feel good about it. Chris Ivory's actually looked outstanding so far this year. The problem is I don't know how much faith you have going against the Colts' run defense, which we didn't think was a problem at all in the past. But they have been outstanding. The Titans really the only team that have had success running against them. And the Titans have success running against anybody. They they ran all over the Seattle Seahawks. So I think if you have Fournette and you don't have somebody you feel confident as a top 25 running back, you need to get Chris Ivory on your roster. And I would feel confident starting him as a as a low-end number two. Yeah, I, I would probably be a little bit more encouraged by it because, like what you said about Tennessee, Jacksonville's been able to really run on everybody. And, right. you know, granted, I think that speaks to Leonard Fournette being an elite-level talent. But Chris Ivory, his track record has sort of is easy to follow. When he's gotten work over the course of his career, he's typically delivered number two type fantasy running back production. And he surprised us a little bit last week by showing he catch the ball. Nine yeah. catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. Chris Ivory currently is owned in only 44% of leagues on CBS Sports, probably in that same range on whatever site you play on. So go get Chris Ivory now just in case. You don't have to be the Leonard Fournette owner. If you're the DeMarco Murray owner, you don't have Derrick Henry. If you don't love your running back situation, if you don't love your flex situation, I don't particularly love T.Y. Hilton's matchup this week against Jacksonville in that same game. I think you could see Chris Ivory as a better flex play than somebody like T.Y. Hilton. That's one of the main injuries certainly we're following. Again, the DeMarco Murray injury as well. We also have a lot of situation, a lot of injury situations to keep an eye on. At the wide receiver spot, Keenan Allen did not practice on Friday. That's somebody that we definitely would like to see out there, but not a great matchup. Right. Uh, we have Calvin Benjamin. Sounds like he's going to play, but still something you want to keep an eye on. And then two guys I think Heath and I are encouraged to see on the field. I don't know how comfortable we'll be starting them, but Sterling Shepard for the Giants and Jordan Matthews for the Bills. Heath, if those two guys play, would you consider them even number three fantasy receivers this week? I can't put them in the number three conversation, and Shepard has a terrible matchup with the Seattle Seahawks. What's really interesting about both Shepard and Matthews is we were getting very excited about Evan Ingram. We were getting very excited even about Nick O'Leary mm-hmm. as tight ends that we could play. And both of them, I think, take a hit. Not not to the same extent. I mean, Ingram was a top five guy, and maybe he now falls down into the low-end number one range. But O'Leary was somebody we were thinking of as a tight end streamer. If Jordan Matthews is there, he's going to lose some targets. So I, this situation for me doesn't necessarily make anything better from an I-want-to-play guys standpoint, but it does hurt a couple guys. I, I think, though, at least the way I would approach it, those two tight ends in particular are kind of like Ingram was, was playing well when Beckham and Shepard were healthy, and he was great last week when everybody was gone. Right. I, th- I think you're right about that, that he's still okay. The Bills, though, they've run their offense through their tight end. They have. Now, I don't think Nick O'Leary plays at the Charles Clay level, but you made a point on one of our shows earlier this week that is Charles Clay this He's amazing athlete? athlete? No, but Nick O'Leary certainly could produce maybe 80% of that type of production, and that's something that uh, you know we've gotten to, to sort of benefit from is that Charles Clay being a starting tight end. So Nick O'Leary, I think, is still worth streaming. All right, we're going to take a lot of your calls throughout the course of the next two hours, and we hope you will call us up and ask us all of your relevant fantasy questions for week number seven. You can call us at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. And we'll start with our first caller, which is David from New Orleans. David, you're on Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks to y'all. I'm off to five and one record. Um with a lot of help from you guys, of course. Cool. I'm in a PPR flex uh, league. I'm looking for two out of these uh, six as a possible uh, flex options. Uh, Garcon, uh, Kelly, if he plays, uh, Jimmy Graham, Smallwood, Buck Allen, and Keenan Allen, if he plays. 
And one quick question, Saints or Seattle defense? Thank you. I think as much as the Saints defense is, is a popular streamer, you got to stick with Seattle against that Giants Absolutely. offense, which looked competent last week, but still very, very void of, of stars. All right, so he needs two of these guys. Pierre Garçon, Rob Kelly, Jimmy Graham, Wendell Smallwood, Keenan Allen, and Buck Allen. And we should mention that Rob Kelly and Wendell Smallwood both expected to play after some extended absences. So which of those two guys? Did he say, did David say standard or PPR? He did say PPR. Okay, PPR. I, the easiest thing I did, I was I was writing him down because he said yep, two out of six. That, that makes it hard. Get rid of Kelly and Smallwood. Yep. Those two are not in consideration for me. I'm going to go with Garcon. Easy. And I, I think I'm going with Jimmy Graham as my second option. Easy. We agree. Keenan Allen, I think, would be in your lineup most of the time, but he's banged up, so got a bad shoulder problem. And he's got to play that Broncos defense. And, and something that we've talked about this week, uh, if you've listened to our podcast or followed our shows on CBS Sports, is very, very angry Broncos defense probably coming to Los Angeles to face the Chargers after being embarrassed by the Giants on national TV, in their own building, coming off of a bye, losing, uh, giving the Giants their first win. So uh, makes me a little bit nervous to trust uh, the Chargers really outside of Melvin Gordon. Our next call on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. And again, you call us up at 855 212 for CBS, that's 855-212-4227. Don from Florida. Don, what's your question? Hey, guys. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I actually own three out of these four guys in two leagues, so can you please just rank these four for me in half PPR? Um, Aaron Jones, George Kittle, Marlon Mack, and Buck Allen. Aaron Jones, George Kittle, Marlon Mack, and I missed the last one. Um, Buck Allen. Buck Allen. I'm going to put Buck Allen first. Wow. I think I'd go Aaron Jones second. Mack then Kittle. I think just given the fact that we've seen Kittle's targets up. I'm going to agree with you on Buck Allen just because I think this is more of a Buck Allen game than an Alex Collins game. And Collins is somebody you want to beat the waiver wire. We tell you this all the time. Go right. put him on your bench if you have an open roster spot. I like what I've seen from George Kittle. I know it's not necessarily the most exciting situation, but I always like circumstance and – you know the quarterback tight end relationship here, right? Yes, I, they did play together. Five they, years they, at Iowa, the forty-eight passes that, that they completed together. So they didn't throw to the tight end a lot. They did. They know each other. It's kind of like the whole Cooper Cup, Jared Goff story, how they stayed with each other. Over well, the they're, they're they're staying with each other for a few <laughs> weeks and knowing each other for five years. That's true. I I could maybe I, I'm not gonna put him ahead of Aaron Jones, so I might put him ahead of Mac. But I just don't know how much Aaron Jones is gonna work. That's and true. And certainly in any PPR relevancy. That should be Ty Montgomery. I mean, prior to the rib injury, he had 18 catches in three games. I think he gets back into that role, and I think the Saints are going to be leading this game. I would expect so, that, yes. Uh, I also think that we may be selling Marlon Mack a little short because with Robert Turpin now gone, he, could he get more should work. get more work. If he had any clue at all who to block in the passing game, he could be a star already. True, but he doesn't necessarily have to stay in the block to catch passes. Right. So I, I think, all right, we'll, we'll agree on Buck Allen. I'm going to take George Kittle as the second guy. He's going to take Aaron Jones. Uh, Don, you can decide who you like best. Our next call on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio is Ernest from Texas. Ernest, what's your question? Keith, Jamie, good evening. Good evening. Uh, Jamie, happy belated there, sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, my uh, question is, I have a flex spot, half-point KPR, and it is between uh, Willie Sneed, uh, Evan Ingram, and Terrell Pryor. Thanks, guys. All right, uh, so there's there's some three interesting <laughs> options there. You said it was redemption week, so uh, Terrell Pryor's going to get his redemption, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. No, and and the, <laughs> look, I like Snead's situation, 
I'm probably the the most aggressive on him in our rankings. But he only played 21 snaps last week, so right. not necessarily easiest uh, easiest guy to trust. I I think I would probably go Ingram. He's the best bet. I I do think if I thought I was in a if I really needed upside, I believe Pryor has more upside. If that game could just could be, I wouldn't want to call it a bonanza, but that game could be a bonanza between the Eagles and Washington. They have to throw the ball a ton, and I, I mean Pryor hasn't done anything. But if you're going to take that route, though, I'm going to take Willie Sneed if, if we're going with that angle because there's going to be a lot of points in the Saints and Packers. If the Packers score. They might. I mean, yeah, look. They might. They might. I just think that slot receivers have killed the Packers, and that's right. where Willie Sneed lines up the most, and he could have had to shake the rust off game. But let's just make it easy. Go with Evan Ingram. He should have some success against the uh, against that Seattle defense from the tight end position. All right, we're going to take our first break here, but keep those calls coming. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. This is Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Keep it here for more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Here's more Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy analysts at CBS Sports. And before we take your calls, and please continue to call us up at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Heath, we have the first game, at least first full game, Without Aaron Rodgers, and before uh, we all shed a tear, uh, the show must go on in Green Bay, the show must go on at Lambeau Field, and the show must go on for fantasy owners when setting their lineups when looking at Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb, Martellus Bennett, and the running back situation. So I want to get your take. First off, do you think that Brett Hundley has any fantasy value? And then secondly, how nervous are you about the Packers wide receivers moving forward before we talk about the running game? Well, you got to talk about what type of league you're in when you ask if Brett Hundley has any type of value. A standard 12-team league with one Could he be – Deshaun Watson is a huge stretch, but could he be what we saw at the beginning of the season from Trevor Simeon? Could he be Tyrod Taylor? Could he be somebody that you stream? I think he could be a streamer. And the funny thing is, if he was going to be a streamer, this is the type of matchup you might think. I mean, the Saints have been good in a way that they've produced fantasy points. But they're still going to give up a bunch of yards, and they'll give up some points. This Three quarterbacks might, have scored at least 20 right. fantasy points. This, this would be a good matchup for him, but you're not doing it in this very first start, I don't feel like. And I, I don't feel optimistic that he's going to be at that level. I think he's going maybe more like a Case Keenum, okay. who we have talked about streaming from sure. time to time as well. As far as the wide receivers go, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, more because we don't know who is the guy that he has that best connection with. Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson were both borderline number ones. Jordy wasn't number one. Devontae wasn't borderline number one with Aaron Rodgers. Now is it that Jordy's a number two and Devontae's a borderline number two and Randall Cobb's droppable? That's kind of the way that I feel about it right now, but I think there's a chance. I mean, we've seen Devontae Adams get more targets than Jordy Nelson this season. He's had more games with double-digit targets. They both had 10 targets in that last game. And most of Devontae Adams' targets in that game came in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. with Brett Hundley. So I I don't believe we know for sure who is going to be the best wide receiver. I view Adams and Nelson both as number twos. Cobb is a low-end number three. I'm not saying you should drop him. I'm just saying if you need the roster spot, you don't have to hold him. Yep. And I feel the same way about Martellus Bennett. He got so many opportunities. He could have had a huge, huge season and just 
drop the ball. We we could be a game away from dropping Randall Cobb. I, I think that's not a stretch. Um, I will say this, though. It's 10-24 Eastern on Saturday night. If you can, without giving up much, I would try and buy low on Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams because if Hunley is just competent right, and those guys are still maybe not the level that they are with Aaron Rodgers, but maybe not too bad. Now, think about it. We know there's a small sample size of when Rodgers was hurt the last time, when he had a calf injury. I believe it was the 2014 season. Jordy was bad. That was Matt Flynn. Devontae Adams wasn't even in the NFL yet. Right. Then you have the situation when Jordy was out in 2015, Rodgers was bad. Right. So is this the chicken and the egg thing that the receiver makes the wide receiver and vice versa? I think it's, it's, worth, it's worth taking a look at. If you can get those guys cheap – I would but do but it. what is cheap? Because I like I said, I think Jordy's a mid-range number two, and Devontae's a low end. If you find the Jordy Nelson owner panicking right now, offer Will Fuller. Okay. Offer maybe banged up Stephon Diggs, banged up Emmanuel Sanders, banged up Golden Tate, because you can't play him this week anyway. Right. You know those type of scenarios. You know I I think that's the type yeah, of move cheap. you want to try and make. You know to see if you can get those guys at a good enough price that they'll help you. All right. We'll talk about the Packers running backs uh, when we move on throughout the show. I'm sure we'll have some questions on those guys as well. Let's now go to the phone lines. And again, please continue to call us up, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4CBS. Our first caller is Austin from Virginia. Austin, what's your question? Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. Uh, I just wanted to ask you uh, real quick, what do you think about doing um, Danny Amendola and Will Fuller for Jordan Howard in a one-point PPR? All right, guys. Appreciate it. I love it. As long as you're not friends with the guy, because he might not be friends with you afterwards. That's, that's a fantastic deal. Yeah. Now, I, I think, you know, we don't know the, the, the semantics of the trade, but if you're talking about maybe the Odell Beckham owner or right. Sanders owner, Tate owner, you know, whatever the case may be, injured wide receiver X, uh, put that in there, and the guy has Jordan Howard and Kareem Hunt and Jarek McKinnon and just a loaded wide running back core. There's a chance that could be, yeah, yeah. a situation where that's okay. But as far as just thinking of it from your perspective yes trading those two guys getting that running back yes i love it i will say this though i like danny amadol a lot this week falcons have really struggled with slot receivers yeah and he crushed them in the in the super bowl big big game against them in the super bowl so this could be a good good week to buy back into danny amadola if you gave up on him chris from illinois you are on eye on fantasy football on cbs sports radio hey guys who's my best flex i have peter Gar- garçon Isaiah crowell Keenan allen alshon jeffrey ty montgomery martavis bryant Derek henry and is Crow droppable for Matt Breida if I own Carlos Hyde? Thanks. That was a lot of names. I got I got most of them. I got my my favorite. I think I got my favorite. And he's it's interesting because he said two guys I really like a lot. You're going to say Alshon, right? He said three for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I'd go with Garcon. I like him a lot this week. I've got those two back to back in my rankings. Garcon's one spot higher. Just a, a good matchup. They're going to be chasing the scoreboard. I expect a ton of targets. I'm going with Garshon. I, I think Jeffrey's set up for a huge, huge game. They've been trying to get him going. Ten targets last week. No Josh Norman. Brashad Breeland, if he plays, he's playing hurt. This is a game set up for Alshon Jeffrey to go off. I, I don't disagree with that. And so I'm gonna I think the the floor is the same for these two guys because we haven't seen a lot of touchdowns from either one. Right. We've seen some good games. You know, Garcon better probably in terms of just catch rate, but the ceiling to me is higher for Alshon. Now, the ceiling might be the highest for Derrick Henry if DeMarco Murray's out. Yeah, did he say it was a standard or PPR? I didn't catch it. I didn't either. In um, standard, yeah. 
In standard, it might be the highest ceiling. It might be the highest ceiling. So you got three really good choices there. I, I think you're uh, you're in good shape, Chris. Uh, continue to call us up, please. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. One of our favorite callers is now on the line, Trey from New York. What do you got for us, Trey? Yes, how you doing? Thank you for your help, guys. Sure, man. Uh, I got a weak running back call. I need to start two in the PPR. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Tariq Cohen, Mike Gillisley, Rob Kelly, and Samaj P. Ryan. So you need two of those guys. Um, I think McCaffrey's the easy one. For sure, yes. And and you could be in a great situation. Now, Jordan, uh, Jordan, uh, Jonathan Stewart's going to play, and so is Calvin Benjamin. His ceiling would have been um, – I, right. I don't think we could have seen the ceiling if those guys were out just based on what he could have done catch-wise and carry-wise potentially. But still, he's he's been playing – much better. Uh, do you know, Heath, that he actually leads all running backs in targets and receptions? Well, he's like third or fourth amongst all players in receptions this season. 37, so, yeah, he, 37 catches. Hugely involved. 50 targets. So he's he's been he's been good. You know, I, I think people look at him as a bust a little bit, but I think he's been good. The second guy is interesting. I'm going to take Rob Kelly. Yeah, I, I the thing I like about it is because we feel like Rob Kelly is going to play. Mm-hmm. I think it's very likely he's going to play. I might feel a little nervous about choosing Kelly over Gillisley if he didn't say he had P. Ryan on his team. Right. But having P. Ryan and having that opportunity, I'd just take Kelly. Yep. All right, Mike from Detroit, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, guys. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, my question is two parts. So I'm starting White uh, as RB2 and Woods as a flex. Let me know if you would take anyone else in the flex spot. Mac, Collins, Sneed, Fowler, um, Matthews, the Bills wide receiver, Smallwood, or Doxson. And then the second part is um, I have Sanders on my IR. Which one of these three guys would help me for the next few weeks until Sanders comes back as a flex? Fowler, Doxson, or Smallwood? Thank you, guys. All right, so he's got James White and Robert Woods as flex, and he could swap out any of these guys for the flex spot. Marlon Mack, Alex Collins, Willie Sneed, Jordan Matthews, Wendell Smallwood, or Josh Doxson. I'm not starting any of those guys over Robert Woods. Love Robert Woods' opportunity this this yep. week. I expect him to have a good game. I like the ceiling for Doxon. I'm probably a little bit too high on him because we haven't seen the targets go up yet. I like the theoretical ceiling for yes. him. <laughs> it's just the, they're talking about doing this. They talked about two weeks ago, though, we have to get Jamison Crowder more involved in the offense. I'm not even sure Jamison Crowder is still on the team. The, the one th- <laughs> Very true. The <laughs> one thing, though, about Doxon, their last three games, 52-yard touchdown against the Raiders. Yeah. Should have had potential game-winning touchdown against the Chiefs. Did have the first touchdown against the 49ers. He's getting the, he's getting if, the end zone targets. Yeah. If they do go from four targets, three targets, to seven or eight, we could be looking at a big game. But, yes, I agree with you. The upside for uh, Robert Woods is great. The stash candidate, Fowler, Doxon, Smallwood. There, I think it's Doxon easy. Could be Smallwood, though. It, I, I'm not as big on him they're, as you are. They're, they're both kind of similar because right. opportunity is, is going to be key for both these guys. I'm always going to lean toward finding that running back because if LeGarrette Blunt does get hurt, he could be such a superstar. Right. Doxon, I think, needs you know three or four guys to happen. All right, Andy from Boston, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, fellas, good evening. Love the show. Um, Thank you. I get All right, so if DeMarco Murray doesn't start tomorrow in a half PPR, should I start Smallwood, Stewart, or Gallman? I'm going to go Smallwood here because he. the last time we saw him play, he played the Darren Sproles role. He had four catches in that game, had ten carries, did get a goal line opportunity, scored a touchdown. And so while the Garrett one has run well, 
I think just of the guys that you're naming here. Here's me more Eye on Fantasy I, yeah. Football I mean, on I CBS like Sports Radio. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. One has one. Senior fantasy analyst. One has nothing. Here at and Stewart CBS has Sports. And he did you know that this winter one out of four batteries will fail? I'll, I'll go Get small yours tested for I free I during Superstar Battery Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Yeah, it looks needs to be replaced. Small has been playing. I think a little bit more yours, but he's still O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right, I'm sure we'll talk more about the great Wendell Small. Every day, let's keep those calls coming. Ryan Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio 855 212 Football on CBS Sports Radio. That's 855-212-4227. Heath, we talked about this being redemption week, getting some guys back into our good graces as fantasy owners with the likes of Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, LaShawn McCoy, Jay Ajayi. We had a situation last week where there was a guy who surprised us and certainly redeemed himself after a horrible, horrible start and maybe turned his career back around, maybe just for... <laughs> brief, brief moment. And that was Adrian Peterson. I know you and I probably shared the same thought that going to Arizona wasn't going to ha- be the rebirth of his fantasy value, but <laughs> boy, was it ever. And he uh, he looked like the Adrian Peterson of old as opposed to the old Adrian Peterson. So now that we have a week to see what he can do, now that we have a week of uh, uh, of showing that he still can, can get the job done with a good amount of touches, can he do it again in London as the first player ever? To play two games in London in the same season against the Rams. You know, our big mistake with Adrian Peterson going to Arizona is we forgot that Larry Fitzgerald owns the Fountain of Youth. (laughs) He he took Peterson to the Fountain of Youth. Everything was fine. I think this is an interesting spot because last week, Peterson, obviously very motivated after being traded for almost nothing, gets to Arizona, a team that wants him, gets to play a beat-up Tampa Bay defense that's traveling across the country. He had four carries in his last two weeks of football. He was obviously had fresh legs. Now he's coming off of 26 carries. He's flying to London. He's playing against a Rams defense that I think is at least more physical. Uh, I'm not thinking he's going to run for 134 yards and two touchdowns ever again this season. But could he get you 80 in a touchdown? I think that's possible on a semi-regular basis. I'm still absolutely, if there's somebody in my league that thinks Adrian Peterson's back, I'm selling. Oh, he's the biggest sell-high candidate right now, that's for sure. But I think just for this particular week, I'm still okay starting him if I picked him up. And looking at what he can do with the, the offensive line look better for Arizona. Yes, I, I agree with you 100%. Very beat up Tampa Bay defense. But no team so far this season has given up more fantasy points to the position. And while they did a good job uh, for all but one of really Leonard Fournette's carries last week, he still got the big run. So I think this Cardinals offense is going to move the ball. I still think that Peterson is going to be in some scoring opportunities. And I do think that 75, 80 total yards is something within reach. So uh, Peterson should be in your lineup if you did pick him up, but obviously it depends on who else. Yeah, all right, keep those calls coming, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Our first caller of this segment is Mark from Maryland. What do you got for us, Mark? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, just uh, had a few questions on uh, on the whole Rodgers kickback. Uh, I picked up Tyrod Taylor, and I had Big Ben on my, on my uh, squad. So those two, uh, um, I'm leaning more towards Tyrod. But uh, also in the flex option, uh, you guys solidified my pick on Jeffrey. I think he's going to break out. But uh, I have Kittle, I have Gore, and Fitzgerald. And I don't know, I'm kind of scared about starting Fitz because um, they're going to hone in on him. He uh, he had a good breakout game. So whatever you guys uh, come up with, appreciate it. 
I definitely agree with your lean towards Tyrod. We liked Tyrod Taylor this week more than Ben, I think, bef- yep. before Jordan Matthews maybe coming back. And if he gets Jordan yes. Matthews back as well, this is Tampa Bay playing. You talk about it all the time, Jamie, second road game in two mm-hmm. weeks. I, I, I like Tyrod's spot a lot. I, I don't have any concerns about Larry Fitzgerald. I, people have been honing in on him for a decade, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I'd like to know who the the other wide receivers that uh, Mark has that he's benching because right. to to be able to bench either one of Jeffrey or Fitzgerald is is to be in a pretty good situation. I will say this though about Ben, um, and and I know you tweeted this the other day as well. Uh, Pac-Man Jones is doubtful right. for the Bengals, so they're at home. Bengals down one of their best corners. It could be a big day for Antonio Brown. All we need from Ben really is a second touchdown because he's going to get one. Right. He just needs a second one. If he gets the second one, you're going to have a 200 and two, a 250 and two. Well, I think that's the thing is like the two. It's the 200, 250 part because they're running the ball with Levy on 35 times a game. <laughs> they're going to get. This has kind of been the the home road scenario for them, which we've always hated the last couple right. of years. When they're on the road, they typically have run the ball very well. When they're at home, they've run and thrown well. And so I just wonder if he could sort of back his way into a 250 and two. I think so. I, I had him 15th, 16th at the beginning of the week. Yeah. With the injury news, I've got him up to 13th ahead of Jameis. He's been 13th for me all week. Yeah. So I, I'm always going to be more uh, more optimistic when he's at home than, than when he's on the road. But it's still very hard to trust him. I'm in a situation where I have – it's a 10-team league. I still have the option of picking up because waiver, waivers only run twice a week. So – Tyrod, I'm going to pick him up. I'm going to start Tyrod if I get him. But if I don't, this yep. is a team where I have Deshaun Watson and Ben. I'll stick with Ben and take my chances. Uh, next call on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio, Adam from New Jersey. Adam, what do you got? Hey, what's up, fellas? Love the show, like always. Thank you. Um, I am. A, I have Keenan Allen on my lineup. Obviously, I'm worried about his injury going into Denver. Um, I want to know, if, should I go with him if he's active, or should I roll the dice with John Brown? What do you guys think? I've actually moved John Brown up in my rankings throughout the week. I think I, he may have been the guy I've touched the most. When I'm just pulling him up, pulling him up, pulling him up. And I have him just ahead of Keenan Allen now. So ahead of T.Y. Hilton, I've got him as a top 25 wide receiver. Uh, John Brown. Yeah, uh, John Brown, I think, is the uh, is the way to go. I, I've actually gone the other way. I just keep moving Keenan Allen the other direction. <laughs> John Brown's been the top 24 guy for me all week, and I just think the opportunity is starting to arise for him that you're seeing 18 targets the last three weeks, uh, scored a touchdown each of the last two. You're seeing Carson Palmer play better because he has a second weapon besides Larry Fitzgerald. And so I, I think John Brown, last year he had a 10-catch, 144-yard day against the Rams. We'd love to see that again. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an okay situation to get away from Keenan Allen. Now, look, you may put that guy on your bench and he goes off for a big day. Did score against the Broncos in that week one matchup. He avoids the two outside guys. But less than 100% in, in a game against that secondary, I would try and stay away from it. Uh, keep close calls coming, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Dean from Connecticut, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports hey Radio. Hey, guys, good evening. Good having Heath here on a Saturday night. Yes, hey. it's great. It's great being here. Hey, guys, please, now that the boss is home singing to his cat, can you bend the rules a little bit? Can I get a, a receiver question and a <laughs> running back question? Sure, you get to it. <laughs> okay, full point PPR. I need three. Evans, Jordy, Thielen, Garcon. Yeah, we're going to disagree on the very first one, I think. I, I know we both think Evans and Jordy should be in there. I'm going to say Thielen over Garcon. I almost think you go with the other three guys and bench Jordy. That's, yeah. yeah. Just to be safe. Really? Yeah, I mean, look, Jordy could have a great game. 
the Saints' corners have been very, very good. And I know true. Marvin Jones went off last week, um, and, and Golden Tate, you know, was on his way to a great game. And, and Jordy is interesting because he goes inside and outside. They play him all over. Uh, I also wonder if you bench Evans. I mean, you know, the the Bills have only given up two touchdowns to wide receivers. It's very hard to get away from those two guys. I totally get it. Um, do you bench? Do you just bench Garcon? Is that what you're saying? That's what I said. All right, yeah, that's what we say. I'll, we'll we'll be in agreement. Bench Garcon. Okay. Uh, same league PPR. Uh, I got a ton of running backs, man, because I've been dealing with Mariota and Luck. I'm I'm in first place, but man, it's been ugly. I got all these running backs, Jamie and Heath. Full point PPR. I just need two of them. I got Tyreek Cohen. I got Derrick Henry. I got Forte. Alex Collins. I drank the Crowell Kool-Aid. That's what put me in this mess. So I have him, and I have Duke Johnson, and I got McCaffrey. <laughs> well, I mean, you started getting better as you moved on there. You said it was full-point PPR? Yeah. McCaffrey's easy. Yeah, I think I think it's four, four, ten, I think it's the last two guys you mentioned. I think it's it's McCaffrey and Duke. I I think it, uh, uh, McCaffrey, to me, is an easy one. I know it's not P, it, he's not going to be a PPR guy, but if DeMarco's out. Oh, for sure. Yes. If DeMarco, I'm expecting DeMarco. If DeMarco's out, it's Henry. If it's if he's not, it's Duke. Perfect. There you go. So McCaffrey and Duke, if DeMarco Murray's in. McCaffrey and Henry, if DeMarco Murray is out. Kenny from Pittsburgh, you're next on I in Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey. I need two wide receivers and a flex from Hogan, Larry Fitzgerald, Demarius Thomas, Adam from the Vikings, or Aaron Jones, or Darkwatt. And do you think I should put Carolina or the Saints up for defense? All right, uh, Kenny, real quick. Hogan, Fitz, give me the names again. Hogan, Larry Fitzgerald, Demarius Thomas, Adam from the Vikings. Thielen. Thielen. Adam Thielen. Okay. Um, that, that's Those are good choices. I guess yeah. the first question, I would go with Carolina over the Saints defense. Yes. You well, no, no, not with Keekley out. Not with Keekley out now. The Bears at home have been very good, much different team at home. And so yeah. Keekley, we saw it last week. They fell apart without him in there. So that makes me a little bit nervous. Okay. Okay. Uh, wide receivers, do you have all those names now? Yeah, it's, it's Chris Hogan, Larry Fitzgerald, Demarius Thomas, and Adam Thielen. Ah, uh, man, I think – you... I'm almost saying, thinking I'm sitting Hogan. Um. Uh... I'm probably going to sit Thielen because I just think that the Patriots go off, but that's fine. I just the target opportunity for Thielen without Diggs in there. I mean, he's been good when Diggs has been there, but with without Diggs there, it's not a great matchup. I, I'm sitting Hogan. You're sitting Thielen. Defin- yeah. So definitely start Fitzgerald and Thomas. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> those, those two guys are top ten wide receivers. It's just a matter of who you would uh, who you would like. And Kenny, I'm going to assume is probably a Steelers fan from Pittsburgh, so probably does not want to play the Patriots guy. So there you go. Adam Thielen will probably be in <laughs> Kenny's lineup. Josh from Dallas, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, I need a three in a PPR league, and one of them has to be a tight end. Um, Rudolph and Hooper. And then Muhammad Sanu, assuming he plays, Devin Funches, Chris Ivory, if Fournette is out, and um, John Brown. And also, is Marshawn Lynch droppable in PPR? Thanks. I think in a 10-team league, Marshawn Lynch is droppable. In 12-team league, he's going to get picked up right away. Yeah, We've seen guys get – I mean, Crowell's been dropped. We've seen Sammy Watkins dropped. Terrell Pryor dropped. Those guys get picked up, then they get dropped again. Um, I had to drop Martavis Bryant in the 12-team league. I wasn't happy about it, but it just had to be done. You know, if you need roster spots, 
it's hard to hold on to guys you're not going to play. And I think it, the interesting thing was like the big story with Marshawn Lynch is obviously what happened and running out on the field and mm-hmm. getting in trouble and riding the BART and watching the game and whatever. But before all of that happened, he was losing snaps. He did not play a very high percentage of the snaps there in Kansas City before he left. So, yeah, I'm worried about him. Ten team for sure you can drop him. Yep. I'm starting Hooper, I'm starting Funches, and I'm starting John Brown. Now what if Leonard Fournette is out? I'm trying to think if I, I guess I would start Ivory over Funches, but I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I, I, I'm fine with it. I, I think, again, you know, you're talking about our opportunity. He showed he'd catch the ball. Ivory does have two games so far this season with at least three catches, so yep. they're not afraid to throw him the ball out of the backfield. And Leonard Fournette, again, much better talent than Chris Ivory, but he scored in every game so far this year. And Ivory would be the guy getting all of that work. So if Leonard Fournette's out, I would go Hooper, John Brown, and Ivory. Funches is the one to replace him with if, in fact, uh, he's in. All right, we have another hour still to go here on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. We will break down the Packers' backfield and tell you, is this a Ty Montgomery week? Is this an Aaron Jones week? We'll get into more of your phone calls. We'll talk about all of the uh, injury information coming into Week 7. So you want to stay right here and continue to call us, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming back after the break here on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to CBS Sports Radio's Eye on Fantasy Football. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy writers at CBS Sports, and we are coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices. Every day. Heath, let's reset some of the injuries that we're looking at going into week seven. And I want to ask you if the replacement options for some of these guys, especially at the running back position, are going to be successful for your fantasy team in week number seven. So the situation in Jacksonville, Leonard Fournette, if he plays, you're playing him. But if he's out, Chris Ivory. I've got Chris Ivory as a low-end number two. I am a little bit worried about the matchup, which I never thought we'd be saying with the Indianapolis Colts run defense, but they've been good so far this season. Ivory has shown us a little bit in the passing game, which helps his floor. But you would consider starting him clearly as a low-end number two. If DeMarco Murray is out with a hamstring injury, what would that mean for Derrick Henry? There are a very short list of running backs that you would rather start. You're going to start Derrick Henry. Top ten? I think he's going to be top ten, yes. Yes. And again, another situation where it's not actually a good matchup, but with that Titans offensive line, it does not matter. He's had four games in his career in terms of Henry where he's gotten – 14 or more carries in all four of those double digits and fantasy points in a standard league. PPR is a little bit different because he doesn't really have that skill set that we've seen at least to catch the ball. But given the opportunity with uh, a sitting DeMarco Murray, if that does happen, then Derrick Henry could be great. Obviously, there's not a lot of replacement options at the receiver spot. We're going to give you some guys that we like as some sleepers later on in the show. But if Keenan Allen is out, away, stay away from every Los Angeles Charger. Yes, player I, not I'm, named Melvin Gordon. I'm pretty close to staying away from every Los Angeles Charger not named Melvin Gordon already. Hunter Henry, he, though. Probably yes, starting. Hunter Henry's fine. Yeah. He's, he's a low-end number one tight end, but there's no replacement option you're excited about a receiver. Right, no Tyrell Williams, no 
Mike Williams yet. We're not at that point no yet. No Williams of any type. <laughs> no Williams at any type. Devontae Parker not expected to play. We've seen Jarvis Landry play much better in, in the last two games. Where does he rank for you if Devontae Parker does, in fact, stay out? In PPR leagues, he's he's a borderline number one option. The target volume he's getting, averaging double-digit targets on the season. There's just You can't get away from that in PPR. And I think Kenny Stills is interesting as a high-end number four, low-end number three type wide receiver. Better DFS play than, Absolutely. than certainly in seasonal. Um, the situation with two guys that are coming back from injury, Sterling Shepard and Jordan Matthews, we've talked about this a little bit throughout the week, but if these guys do play, any confidence level in starting them? Uh, no confidence at all. I, I'd probably feel a little bit better. I think Shepard's a better player right now, honestly, and, and I think that he may get a few more targets, but he has the worst matchup, so... They're both low in number threes at best. Yeah, and, and Matthew's still dealing with that thumb injury. We don't know exactly how well he can catch right. the ball. Could be more of a decoy situation. All right, we're going to continue to take your calls here on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Keep those calls coming at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Our first call now is Ben from New York. Ben, what's your question for us? Hey, guys. In a PPR league, if you had to choose one of these three, um, Evan Ingram, Kendall Wright, and Buck Allen. Thanks. Mm, that's tough. I, I'm, I'm going to take Kendall Wright out of the equation because as much as I would like for him to be a thing, I, the snap count's just not there for him, and I, I don't think that they have a very good offensive day. And anyway, I, I struggle with Buck Allen against Evan Ingram. I think I would go Allen. I would too because it, the catches are probably going to be similar. You're probably talking about four catches, right. four to five catches for each guy. I do think that you're going to see Baltimore. Look, we don't know. This is another injury situation. We don't know if Jeremy Macklin's playing. We don't know if Mike Wallace is playing. They signed a receiver to their active roster with Griff Whalen. So, you know, Bershard uh, Perryman is dealing with a concussion. He's already ruled out. So if they don't have a lot of healthy receivers, or certainly ones that are 100%, makes sense for Joe Flacco, who's got a big track record of leaning on running backs out of the backfield, including this year with Buck Allen. I think Allen's going to catch probably more passes and still going to get his share of, of carries as well. So Allen... Makes the most sense to me as well. Joel from South Carolina, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, how y'all doing tonight? Good. Really enjoy the show. Thank you. Um, I got a running back question. Um, I got I'm pretty deep in my running backs, but I can uh, start four. Um, I got Ezekiel Elliott, Ty Gurley. I got C.J. Anderson, Garrett Blunt. McKinnon, um, Tavis Murray, uh, Javaris Allen, and uh, Jones, running back. I can take four. I think he just called us to brag about how many good running backs. <laughs> that is quite a stable yeah. of running backs. Uh, the first two are easy. You're starting Zeke and Gurley. I'm going to start McKinnon and C.J. Anderson. As much as I like LeGarrette Blunt, he's the one that's on the bench for me out of the top five. Do you like Le- – we're in agreement. Those are the four guys you're starting. Do you like LeGarrette Blunt as much now with Smallwood back? Forget about what you think about Smallwood. I, I know you're not a big fan of his potential, but there is still now another guy there. You, you, we were just talking we, – now, just to you know, give you a peek behind the curtain, um, we have conversation, Heath, myself, Dave Richard – uh, you see our rankings on CBS Sports. We have usually an ongoing conversation throughout the week about when guys come back from injury, where they go, or do we rank them, do we not rank them. And so we were waiting for the injury report this week, or today, excuse me, with the uh, Redskins. And he said to himself, I think, I don't know if he's telling me or not, but he's like, oh, i got to downgrade Chris Thompson a little bit. You have to downgrade LeGarrette Blunt a little bit with 
I don't Wendell know. Smallwood I back. Don't, I don't know if anything changes for LeGarrette Blunt. I mean, you look at his games this season, and there there was the weird week two thing where they were trying to teach him a lesson, and he learned the lesson quickly. But he had 14 carries in week one, 12 in week three, 16, 14, 14. His snap count's always somewhere between 25 and 30. It's just, like, it doesn't really matter. They're not going to play him a lot when Smallwood's out. And they're not going to play him less because of Smallwood, I don't feel like. He's okay. going to run for around 70 yards, and I hope he scores a touchdown. Hasn't scored now, what, three games in a row? It's been three games in a row. He's due. <laughs> He's due? I mean, look, I think Blunt's a number two running back. It's not an easy matchup. I mean, the Redskins' run defense has been, you right. know, I think another one of the surprise teams. You know, you talked about the Colts, you talked about the Browns. The Redskins' run defense has been very good for the majority of the season. I just think Blunt could lose some key snaps. We saw, again, the last time these two guys were on the field together, Smallwood got a rushing touchdown as opposed to yeah. Blunt. So we'll see how that goes. Jay from New Jersey, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, what's good, guys? Um, so I'm in the standard league. I'm starting LaShawn McCoy. And for my second running back, I need to start one out of these three. Uh, should I start uh, Doug Martin, Derek McKinnon, or Derek Hendry if DeMarco is out? And my second question uh, Russell Wilson or Tyra Teller? Thanks for taking my call. Okay, so the first question, I'm going with McKinnon. And then if... Uh, this is this is right where the, the rubber meets the road on Henry. Is do you move him yes. past McKinnon? Yes. You think so? Because Brandon Williams is back for the Ravens, and that's a big, big difference in their run defense. Did we hear if it was PPR or not? He said standard. Okay, then I'll I'll say Henry. PPR. I would agree with you. Yeah. McKinnon, McKinnon, but McKinnon sure. over Martin. McKinnon over Martin. Yes, I agree with that. And then I'm going to say Wilson over Tyrod. I think you're going to say Tyrod over Wilson. I've gone back and forth. I I think you know the fact that Jordan Matthews is playing certainly helps his cause. I do like what Russell Wilson has done. His last five games off of a bye week, he's averaging 24.6 fantasy points in those five games, and it's really been. A nice steady progression in that five-game span. First one was 10. Last one was in the 30s. So the last couple have been in the 30s. Uh, I just think that it's a tough matchup for him. I mean, you know, we, we saw last week that Simeon, you know, uh, did throw for over 300 yards against the Giants. I don't think that's going to be the game flow for the Seahawks. I think this is a defensive game for them. I think it's, uh, you know, Wilson. This could be one of those, if Wilson has a big game, it could be one of those where you see him maybe even under 200 yards passing but multiple touchdowns. Yeah, I I don't think Tyrod has the same upside that Russell Wilson has. I, See, I was going to go the opposite way. <laughs> I feel confident that Tyrod's going to score you right around 20 fantasy points. Yep. He's, he's been in that 20-21 range a lot this year. Twice. But I don't – I think Wilson could give you 30. But I also think Wilson could give you 15. That's true. No, that's definitely true. Yeah. I, I think there's a wider range with Wilson. I'm going to go with Wilson's upside. Okay. Uh, they're both – to me, there's I, – I, honestly, I've gone – Wilson Taylor, Taylor Wilson, those guys have been 9 through 11 in my rankings all week long. Uh, I think both guys are very good. So if you've been sticking, Jay, if you've been sticking with Russell Wilson before his bye week, stick with him after his bye week. Jesse from Boston, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Uh, good stuff tonight. Thank you. Um, so I'm kind of in a pickle. I have Hopkins on bye and uh, Sanders hurt. Um, so I have uh, Snoo coming off a hamstring injury, uh, Decker or Woods. I got a slot one. Uh, take your pick. Thanks, guys. These are two. I'm gonna throw Snoo out. Yep. Agreed. These are two of the better 
I don't know if you want to call them sleepers, but they probably fall in that category. Sleeper type wide receivers, um, certainly guys that you don't want to start most weeks, but in this particular week, you, you can get away with it. So Decker's coming off his best game of the season in last week's game against the Colts. Looked like he finally developed a rapport with Mariota. I don't know what happened. You know, maybe he was the one helping his hamstring get better. <laughs> right. Uh, he was he was a trainer in this regard. Um, and you have Robert Woods, who has arguably the best matchup. On the table, one of the best matchups on the table. Right. Receiver opposite Patrick Peterson is where the designation is. Now, no Justin Bethel. He's going to be benched for Tremont Williams. At least that's the expectation coming out of Cardinals camp. But which of these two do you like better, Heath? I, I'm going to go with Decker. Uh, the thing with Woods, I I do like Woods more uh, this week than I have in the past. I do think he's a good matchup. I, I like Decker's matchup quite a bit as well. I like Decker's chances of getting a touchdown more. It's basically what it comes down. Yeah, Woods is neither guy has scored yet so far this season, but right. Decker's track record suggests that he scores right. and scores in bunches at times. I'm and I think the Titans you. score more touchdowns than the Rams do this week. The Titans usually score more touchdowns. Although the Rams, I believe, no, they they might be the highest scoring offense of the league. They, they might be yeah. right now. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything now, everything's weird. Yes, um, I, I I Jesse didn't specify standard or PPR. PPR, you may make an argument for Woods, but I think Decker's ceiling is a little bit higher. Andrea from Buffalo, you are next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hi. Hi, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Um, um, uh, it's a PPR flex. I need McKenna or um, Rashard Matthews. This wouldn't be close in standard for me. I'd have McKinnon. Shard makes it a little closer in PPR, but I'm going to go with McKinnon still. Well, McKinnon's been five catches each of the last two games since Dalvin Cooks went out, so it's right. not like it's been a huge difference. So I think McKinnon is the easy choice here personally, but you can make a case for Rashard Matthews. Again, I'd like to know who Andrea's benching to keep Rashard Matthews out of your lineup, <laughs> but uh, good choices to have whenever you could bench star players. Go with Jarek McKinnon here. Jeff from Indiana, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I need a flex in a PPR Rob Kelly, uh, Sterling Shepard, uh, Wendell Smallwood, or Willie Sneed. See, these are the tough ones. These are these are you know we got the easy one before from Andrea. We got a tough one now from Jeff. I think there's uh, the, the two guys that I think you know I'm gonna like. He's probably not gonna like them. Is <laughs> Smallwood and Sneed. Um, I would have said Shepard even with a tough matchup, but I just don't know how healthy he is, and he may not even play. So he's still a game time decision with that ankle. I'm going to lean toward Snead here because slot receivers, and we're talking about guys that have done nothing all so far this season, like Cole Beasley against the Packers, had a two-touchdown game. You saw last week Adam Thielen is a great player, uh, had a big day against them. Um, I'm not going to remember all the slot receivers that have played against the Packers, but those are the last two. And they both had uh, Beasley two touchdowns. Thielen, I think, had nine catches. So I'm going to take Willie Sneed here as uh, as the flex. This is not one of those situations where I feel strongly enough about it to argue with you with this group of guys. I, I think Sneed is probably the safer play of the I don't think any of them is safe. No, no. No, there's no <laughs> such thing as safe yeah. in this group. Ke- I, I, I'm going to say this. Kelly, you have to throw out because you don't know if he's playing. Right. And he's still going to you know. Well, play. you got Smallwood, though. So you oh, could, that's true. You could play Kelly you could. and then just choose Smallwood yeah. if Kelly's out. Very true. Forgot about that. I, I still think, though, Sneed... Snead and Smallwood to me would be around the same type of, of guy, and, and I'll just lean toward you know situation here, and I think the situation lends itself to uh, to Snead actually having his best game of the season, which is not saying very much. We're going to tell you about some more guys that are going to have their best games of the season when we come back here on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. You want to stay right here because we have plenty of ways to help you win your leagues in week number seven. 
There's more Eye on Fantasy Football coming your way on CBS Sports Radio. Eye on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Eye on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy writers at CBS Sports. Heath, we know there's an Aaron Rodgers owner in every fantasy league that is looking for a quarterback, and they may not have had a good backup to cover themselves in the event of a Rodgers injury, and they may not have been able to get Tyrod Taylor, who was the best guy that we told people to add off of waivers. So here are some quarterbacks that could be available to you, and they're probably available in around 50% of leagues on CBS Sports or more. We're looking at guys like C.J. Beathard. Jared Goff was at 50% ownership, at least on Tuesday. You have the Hunley uh, situation replacing him, at least as the direct you know guy to go get, call it the handcuff for Aaron Rodgers. Case Keenum, who's had some good moments and some certainly disappointing ones. Josh McCown, Blake Bortles, Trevor Simeon. Which of these guys do you think is the one to go target for the short term, as in playing them in week seven, and which is the guy in the long term that can maybe help these guys, these fantasy owners, for the rest of the season? Well, I mean, if you're talking about upside, and especially if you didn't have to start them this week, I would think Beathard and Hundley both I'd want to see this week. What can they do? Mm -hmm. Because they may turn into somebody that is a borderline number one type option. I don't feel like that's really likely. Now, Beathard has a good opportunity against that Dallas secondary that hasn't really stopped anyone and made Trevor Simeon look like John Elway earlier <laughs> this year. I think I don't dislike Simeon all that much. I like Josh McCown okay this week in a matchup against Miami's secondary because I don't think the Jets can run the ball on them at all. All of these guys that you mentioned, I think every single one of them, I like better than I like Philip Rivers against the Broncos this week. Yeah, and you certainly have Andy Dalton who's been struggling. You got Roethlisberger who's been struggling. I think we would start Roethlisberger over those guys, but uh, Dalton and Rivers are two quarterbacks that you could look at some of these replacement options and say go get them for week seven, especially with Rivers if, in fact, we don't have Keenan Allen on the field. All right, keep those calls coming at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855 212 Four two two seven. Our first call is Sean from New Hampshire. Sean, you are on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey guys, how are you today? Great. Um, so I'm filling a flex position in a standard league. I have some guys on buy, so unfortunately I need to choose between uh, Pryor, Darkwaugh, and Ivory. I think the easy choice is what we're going to tell you is if Fournette is out, you're going to go Chris Ivory. You're going to hear that a lot from us if you haven't heard so already. Yep. Um, okay, so if he does not have the choice of Chris Ivory, what are you going to do there, Heath? I, I think I'm going to go with Terrell Pryor. Just with the hope? It's just it's, Oh, it's all you have with any of these guys. Like Darkwood did show us something last week. I don't believe it. We called Adrian Peters from the biggest sell high, and that's only because nobody believed in what Orleans Darkwood did. <laughs> now, just let me ask, just play devil's advocate. Okay. So... You've had Terrell Pryor, one good game so far this season. He's been terrible the rest of the way. You have Darkwood coming off two strong games, not just last week. He scored in the week before against the Chargers when he got hurt in that game with his back injury. Right. Have the Giants maybe solved their running woes a little bit by finding the right running back? I mean, is it is it could it be that simple? I it could be that simple. I don't believe it. And I, don't, I, I really feel like Seattle defense coming off a bye is just going to do a number on them this week. I would agree in a vacuum, but in this situation, I think I'm going to take my chances with Darkwood just because the, the Seahawks' run defense 
should be better coming off their bye week, but they haven't traveled very well. That's true. And so I, I think just, you know, touches. Uh, Terrell Pryor is getting five targets a game, you know, and he's not doing very much with it. So I don't know. I, I think I'd rather take my chances on what I've seen as opposed to what I hope to have, hope to have seen all season, but what I hope to see even this week. Uh, Scott from Baltimore, you're on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, guys. How you doing? I made two trades this week. Just want to let me know what you think, and then I have a lineup question. I'm going to guess uh, these trades are awesome because why else would you call to brag about them, right? Well, I have Drew Brees as my starting quarterback. I traded Cam Newton for Jarek McKinnon, and I traded uh, Carson Wentz for Doug Baldwin. Yes, you won both those trades. Love it. What's your question? Oh, we lost you, Scott. So, um, great trades. Uh, I think it's always interesting whenever you're able to unload quarterbacks for talent. I made a trade. Uh, I got rid of Carson Wentz to get Tevin Coleman and Devin Funches in a PPR league. Um, those two guys are going to start for me, you know, yep. certainly as, as potential flex options moving forward. I have Cam Newton as my backup. Um, and Cam from McKinnon, look, if you have Drew Brees, there's no reason to hold on to Cam Newton anymore because Brees is already past his body. That's something that I think that's so huge is whenever you get your, your starting quarterback, especially when your starting quarterback is of the Drew Brees caliber. Right. Um, Russell Wilson is now past his bye week. You can trade him after this week. You're going to have Deshaun Watson back. You could trade whoever is the replacement option you may be using. It's certainly the best move. The Dak Prescott, you know, whoever you picked up to, to carry him, that's uh, that's how you win fantasy leagues. Uh, Dave from California, you're next on IN Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Good evening, gentlemen. I'm hey. in a, a standard league. Uh, right now I'm playing um, Kevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. But I also have Derek Henry and Deion Lewis on the bench. I keep uh, Coleman in and McKinnon, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Now, I want to bring up a question because we've kind of talked about what happens if DeMarco Murray's out. We haven't really talked about what happens with Derek Henry if DeMarco Murray's in because we got a lot of questions about that, and I think that's probably what Dave was asking about because I think it's kind of easy to go with Henry over both Coleman and McKinnon in a standard league if Murray's out. Yes. But so we're both going to say keep – Coleman and McKinnon in, but let's go to the bigger picture here. If you have Derrick Henry without DeMarco Murray, or even with DeMarco Murray, do you see any scenario of their bye weeks next week? Tennessee's bye weeks next week. Resting DeMarco Murray, or at least scaling back DeMarco Murray a little bit, leaning on Derrick Henry a little bit more, making this more of a 50-50 split? And it's Henry been pretty those... close. It's, it'd be hard for it to be more of a 50-50 split than it's been the last few weeks. Sure. Well, cause... no, last week was really the first time in a couple weeks that we've seen it. But I... I'm not starting Derrick Henry if DeMarco Murray's healthy. Just to answer the question. In it's, any in any format, in any scenario. Well, sure. I mean, we had. Well, a let me call ask you this: you're, you're you're not expecting a big game from Peterson. No. Would you start Henry over him? I would not. Okay. Would you start Henry over Rob Kelly? Yes. Would you start him over Wendell Smallwood? Yes. Would you start him over Joe Mixon? No. Okay. So, the guys that. What about the the PPR type of guys, James White or Derrick Henry in a standard league? James White. Okay, so you're still going to go with the non-Henry. I I think you could see, if I were to tell you right now, the number is 14. 14 or more carries, he's done that four times, double digits every time. Right. If I tell you he's getting 12 carries, where do you think he's going to be? No, because he got 13 before, and 14 is the magic number. Right, okay. If he gets 12 carries, I expect Because James White's going to be maybe 12 touches at best. Right. James White's going to get more yards per touch than Derrick Henry. Okay, is. all right. So that's where you're at. I, I'm a little bit more optimistic, I guess. I I don't know if I'd start. I start White over him in PPR, but in standard, I'd probably go with uh, with Henry there, just with the thought that uh, less than 100 percent Demarco Murray uh, could give Derrick Henry some good production. Uh, Dan from Illinois, you're next on CBS Sports Radio on Fantasy Football. 
Hey, what's up, guys? I got a PPR question uh, for my flex. Uh, I have Devontae Adams and Pierre Garcon. Uh, also, a quick running back question. How do I approach my running backs? I have Aaron Jones going at noon and then Wendell Smallwood with the injury on Monday night. How would you approach that? Thank you. I'm starting Aaron Jones over Wendell Smallwood, even if Smallwood's healthy. So I would just go with Jones there at wide receiver. I'm going with Garcon over Adams. And part of this is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is hurt, and part of it's just the fact that I think Garcon may have a monster game. Yeah, PPR league is easy to go with Garcon, you know, just to feel comfortable with it. If Smallwood was 100%, I would take Smallwood over Jones. But that's, you know, taking a risk because we don't know how healthy Smallwood will be, although he is expected to play. But again, you know, do do what's the smart thing for your lineup there. Uh, D from... St. Louis, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, guys? Um, I have a quick two-part question. Uh, first part is a quarterback question. Um, Four-point PPR, do I start uh, Kirk Cousins uh, at Philadelphia or Marcus Mariota at Cleveland? And my second part is, is it worth using up a roster spot to go out and stash uh, David Johnson in hopes of a comeback? Yes. If you have the roster spot to get David Johnson on your team, why not? Yeah, the whole question of is it worth a roster spot really depends on who is who are you dropping to make room for him because it's worth a roster spot in a lot of leagues. If the, but I, I'm trying to think like if the guy at the back of your bench is Corey Davis, I'd rather you, have David Johnson. You'd rather have David Johnson if it's Greg Olson. I'd rather have David Johnson. See, I'm not sure that I would. I I don't. What's the, know. the time? The time frame is about the same. The time frame for David Johnson, I believe, is Thanksgiving at the earliest. Potentially, yes. And I, I my expectation, I, I guess the way I understand it, and, and we don't have a firm timetable on either one of these guys, is that Greg Olson should be back when our best-case scenario for David Johnson is. Right, but who would you rather have if they're back at the same time? I would rather have David Johnson if they were back at the same time. Yeah, I, I would say at this point I'm cutting Isaiah Crowell to stash David Johnson. I'm cutting Marshawn Lynch Wow, for David Johnson. Yeah, I, I'm, if I'm just, never playing those guys. What am I? I'm not sure you're to? ever going to have a chance to play David Johnson. If you had those guys on your team, yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I would pick up David Johnson and just maybe try and trade him. I mean, you know, if I'm well, looking sure. at a team that's got you know one loss or, or undefeated, they'd probably like the chance to stash David Johnson on their roster. I don't know. David Johnson to me could be a guy that wins a lot of fantasy leagues for you, but could also be somebody that you carry all season, like we see with Andrew Luck, where you may never play him. So. Uh, just maybe determine on what you need. Look, you could have a good tight end. You may not need Greg Olson or the vice versa. You may be streaming tight ends all season, and Greg Olson could certainly help you along the way. You know- I on Fantasy Football is back on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to I on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Jamie Eisenberg. Joining me is Heath Cummings. We are two of the senior fantasy writers at CBS Sports. This is our final segment of I on Fantasy Football for the night. We're going to try and get to as many of your phone calls as possible. So hit those phones up at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. As we went to our last break, we had a little bit of breaking news from the NFL Network, which is reporting that Leonard Fournette will not play in tomorrow's game for the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Indianapolis Colts. Heath Cummings, we've been talking about this all week, about the potential of Fournette not playing. He did not practice all week long. Now we have Chris Ivory starting. At least that's what it looks like. Not official. We'll find that out (laughs) tomorrow again. We'll be back on the air here on CBS Sports Radio at 11 a.m. Eastern with Fantasy Football today. But as we know right now, Sounds as if Fournette not going to play, Heath. 
How excited are you about Chris Ivory? I am low in number two running back excited. I, I'm not probably as excited as some people will be. This as, guy. As you probably. Uh-huh. I, I've moved him ahead of LeGarrette Blunt. Okay. I've moved him ahead of Adrian Peterson. Okay. I've which is saying more would be saying more for if I if it was you doing it. But I've left him behind DeMarco Murray still. Okay. Um I've left him behind Joe Mixon. Okay. So right in that right in that twenty range at running back. Okay, he's a little higher for me. He's in the mid teens. Uh, I have him ahead of Demarco Murray, who I have seventeenth to begin with. Now Ivory's ahead of him. Uh, the guy that I'm struggling with, to be honest with you, is Doug Martin because I don't love Doug Martin's matchup going into Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's right on the cusp there of top fifteen. And I did ask uh, our good friend Pete Prisco, who is um, around the Jaguars a lot, and I asked him for a stat line of Chris Ivory, and he said he was a little aggressive. I don't know if I buy into this, but this is kind of Leonard Fournette-ish. He said 21 for 98 and a touchdown. I'm going to leave out the passing stats, but uh, 21 carries. That's kind of where Fournette's been around the 20s, uh, right around 100 yards, chance to score. Ivory, look, he's had three games so far this season with at least eight carries. In those three games, he's averaging 4.7 yards per carry. So this Jacksonville offensive line, you talked about this at the beginning of the week. Maybe we just didn't give him the credit. You know, we, right. Fournette is the key, but the offensive line has looked really good because of Fournette and Chris Ivory. Last year, he's had he had six games with at least uh, six games with double digits and carries. He scored at least eight fantasy points for those. So, would you, where, if he's getting eight fantasy points, where would that put him for you? Eight fantasy points is right about the very end of the number two running backs. Yep. That's that's generally what you're asking for if somebody's going to be a number two running back. And it's it's interesting because this Colts defense, we saw them get worked over a little bit by Tennessee last week, and they haven't had a ton of really difficult matchups, but. Remember early in the year, there were a lot of jokes about how, well, Todd Gurley's not figured it out because he got completely shut down by this Colts defense. Carlos Hyde got benched two weeks ago because mm-hmm. he ran for 11 yards on eight carries against this Colts defense. So I, it's, this is a tough matchup for Ivory. It is, but they also are on a short week. Colts play Monday night. Right. Tired. You know, that tends to happen with teams and, and Jacksonville, you know what they're going to try and do is slow the game down, run the ball, keep that defense on the field for Indianapolis. And Ivory is physical. He's going to try and hit you. So, uh, look, low end number two, middle number, middle tier number two. Right. If you have Chris Ivory, he's in, in the conversation to start. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions about Chris Ivory as we uh, close the show here. So keep those calls coming. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go out to the phone lines now. And we have Trent from Chicago. Trent, what's your question for us? Hey, guys, what's going on? Huge fan of the podcast. Love the show. Um, full point PPR, I got T.Y. Hilton or Danny Amendola. Convince me to start Amendola. I just, I'm having a hard time doing it. T.Y.'s got the big playability. I am nervous about T.Y. Hilton because of the matchup against the Jaguars, and I'll tell you what I like about Danny Amendola, and Heath could tell me that I'm crazy for saying to start Danny Amendola over T.Y. Hilton. Danny Amendola's in a situation where Atlanta's last three games, these are the slot receivers against Atlanta the last three games. Golden Tate, Jordan Matthews, Jarvis Landry, they all scored touchdowns. Tate and Landry had uh, better games because Matthews, that was the game that he hurt his thumb. So he scored a touchdown and then left the game. Last time he faced them was Super Bowl 51. Eight catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown on 11 targets. And that was a game where Julian Edelman was healthy. You can attack the middle of the field. We know running backs do well against them. We know tight ends do well against them. And slot receivers do well against them. T.Y. Hilton, I know, is the better player, but he's not in a better situation. You know what, Jamie? You're right. I've got Danny Amendola 20th in PPR. I've got T.Y. Hilton 27th. So, yeah, I'd start Amendola over Hilton as well. There you go. And so Amendola is certainly going to help 
your team. You know what else will help your team or certainly will help your situation? If you need auto parts but can't get to the store just yet, head to O'ReillyAuto.com. No shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. Shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Keep those calls coming at 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Next call is Chris from Wisconsin. Chris, you're our, uh, what's your question? Hey, love the show, guys. Um, hey, I got a flex question. I got uh, Deion Lewis, Zay Jones, or Jonathan Stewart. Well, Zay Jones you can't play. I mean, at this point, Zay Jones is, is somebody you could probably drop, Chris. Uh, speculate on Mike Williams. Speculate on Corey Davis. You know, any of these young receivers that have a chance to, to play a little bit better than Zay Jones. Who... I, I argued against stashing David Johnson. That's somebody you can drop to stash yeah, David Johnson. Yeah, I would imagine that Chris doesn't have that option. Otherwise, I'm sure he would have taken it. I'm going to go Deion Lewis here. I just yep. you know take my chances with the guy that could be the best running back in New England for the foreseeable future. I agree. Uh I think it's Genesis. Genesis from Indiana. You're next on I on Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Gentlemen, gratitude for taking my call. I have a two-part question. Uh, first, standard league, two of the three, running back. I have Derek Henry, Kevin Coleman, Chris Tom- uh, Thompson. Uh, second question, PPR, tight end, Hunter Harry or Jordan Reed. Thanks for taking my call. Well, Heath, you know I started the show talking about redemption week for players. I don't know if it's going to happen for Jordan Reed. He's just been so frustrating. He's been outplayed by Vernon Davis. Targets haven't been there for him. I think even in the bad situation for the Chargers against the Broncos, Hunter Henry's still the way to go there. Yeah, I've got him close. I actually have Reed one spot ahead of him. Really? I do. And wow, the, you're Mr. Target guy, too. The, the targets started to come back for Jordan Reed a when? little bit last week. Last season? They, they weren't. He got, I mean, five, six targets a game. That's bad for Jordan Reed. That's normal for Hunter Henry. But that's been normal for Jordan Reed all season, though. It has been this year. I expect Jordan Reed to get more targets than Hunter Henry in these two games. I'm going to take Hunter Henry. I'm going to buy into what I've seen, and and especially the, if, if Keenan Allen's out or not 100%. I like the way that he called it a two-part question when it was actually just two different questions. Does that work when Adam's here? Like, Adam doesn't allow two questions, but if you I say two-part question. <laughs> we had Derek Henry, Tevin Coleman, and Chris Thompson yeah. were the three running backs. In standard league. And we needed two. Two of those. Well, obviously, if DeMarco's out, you start <laughs> Derrick Henry. Yep. Um, if DeMarco's, if DeMarco Murray plays, then you just start Coleman and Thompson. Yep. So I would take, I would still take Thompson over Coleman, even with Rob Kelly back. I would take Thompson over Coleman. Well, he needs two of those guys. So, oh, you're saying if if he's going with Henry? Yes. Right. Um, I'm going to take Coleman over Thompson if with Kelly back. I just think that. They're kind of similar situations this week because Coleman gets a great, great matchup against the Patriots. They can't defend anybody, really, and they can't defend (laughs) pass-catching running backs. I just like Coleman slightly better now that Rob Kelly will take away the 16 carries that we saw from Thompson last week. Both guys are very good. In a PPR league, that's funny because in a PPR league, I'm still going to take Thompson because he's going to catch more passes, but Coleman does have the better touchdown potential. Uh, D from Washington, D.C., you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how you doing? I need a half-point PPR. Um, I have Chris, a running back and a flex. I have Chris Ivory, Doug Martin, Jarek McKinnon, Kamara, Thompson, and Cohen. It's a good group. It's a really good group. Um, even with Chris Ivory now being the, the starter, looking like the starter, McKinnon to me is the easy choice. And then the second one's not that easy. 
So I, I, I may have missed a name, too. I've got Ivory, Martin, McKinnon, Kamara. Chris Thompson and Tevin Coleman. Yeah, it comes down to me between Martin and Kamara, and I'm going to go with Kamara. You like those guys better than Coleman and Thompson? I think he said Cohen. No, I thought Coleman. I Coleman. Okay, yes, I, I like Kamara and Martin better than Thompson and Coleman. Interesting. Yes. Um, I, I'm going to stay Martin for now, but I reserve the right to change my mind tomorrow about Chris Ivory. <laughs> but McKinnon, it's either between McKinnon and I, like I said, right now for me, they're back to back, but I did this on the fly. So I really haven't given it that much thought. We all agree on McKinnon. McKinnon is the easy one. Uh, I, I'll give you the second half of, uh, of Pete Prisco's prediction for Chris Ivory. It was 21 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown and four catches for 44 yards. So he's all in. And if that's the case. He doesn't think T.J. Yeldon's playing. He does not expect T.J. Yeldon <laughs> to have a big role. Uh, Mike from Michigan, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for taking my call. I need a tight end. Who do I go with, Evan Ingram or Hunter Henry? I think with the fact that Shepard's going to play now, or at least the thought that Shepard could play now, yep. I'm going to take Henry over Ingram. Yeah, I had Ingram ahead of Henry at the beginning of the week, but I do have Henry ahead of him now, so that's who I'd go to. Uh, yes, so that's easy. Easy for us uh, to do that. Uh, Josh from Baltimore, you're next on Ion Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I heard you just say that uh, Fournette is not playing. So I have, um, I actually have Henry and Chris Ivory and Tevin Coleman. So I need two of those in a half PPR. And then also I have Delaney Walker in the standard league. And if he doesn't play, should I pick up Austin Hooper or Nick O'Leary on Buffalo? Thank you All right, for so my call. yeah, thank you for that. That get you know real quick because we really haven't talked talked about this. Um, we have Del- Delaney Walker. Let's just say he doesn't play. John o. Smith. Any interest in streaming him? I have interest in streaming him. I don't think I would stream him over Austin Hooper. Now you have Hooper playing. We've seen Hooper with Sanu on the field, not That's very true. good, and Sanu expected to return. So you have these three guys. Let's just say you have the the two guys, Hooper or O'Leary. You're still going to go Hooper? I'm going to go Hooper still. Yeah, I'm going to go O'Leary over Hooper with the fact that, that Sanu does play because, again, 17 targets the last two games with Sanu out, two targets a game. That's true. When Sanu has played. So it it could just be that, that Matt Ryan doesn't lean on Hooper as much. But he did score against the Patriots in that Super Bowl matchup. Dave from Connecticut, you're next on Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, guys? Hey, uh, I need a flex. Uh, I got Jay Stu. Or Terrell Pryor, and you're talking to a guy that benched Derek Carr to start Philip Rivers this week. So. Oof. Um, I'm going Pryor. I think there's more upside there, and you need the upside after that uh, gut gut punch. Yeah, it's hard to look. And just to just follow up on on the Derek Carr situation, who saw that coming? There's nothing that you could say. I I can I, I guess I said I can understand the Chiefs defense stinks argument yep. that that was going to happen, but. The Steelers' offense also played that same Chiefs defense and didn't do anything either. Well, and you look at like the game that Derek Carr had. He had at least three interceptable passes dropped. Yep. He had a fumble reversed. It, his first touchdown pass came on an offensive pass interference play. His last touchdown pass, he got four cracks at the end zone to throw it. So it was kind of a wonky game. It was a wonky game. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who spent time calling us tonight on CBS Sports Radio for Ion Fantasy Football. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern for Fantasy Football today. But coming up next is the huge show and filling in for our good buddy Huge is Andrew Filipponi. Thank you to Chris Thomas. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to Heath Cummings. 
I am Jamie Eisenberg, and thank you for listening to Iron Fantasy Football on CBS Sports Radio.